Broadcasting live from the Azilo Ultra Pool at the Sahara Las Vegas. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Yes, 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 yes. What rain? What rain? What rain, you ask? There is no rain out here as we are at Sahara Las Vegas, the Azilo Ultra Pool. Come on out, hang out. We're starting the weekend off a little bit early. Matter of fact, 2 o'clock on the dot. It is officially the weekend. We're hanging out, sitting here on stage, looking at this beautiful pool, looking at all these LED screens, looking at the bar to my right, seeing another screen. I mean, you couldn't have a better soundtrack to the weekend, right? Or a better way to get into the weekend. It's Father's Day weekend, so you might as well come on out, hang out, have a good time, dip in the pool, get some food. I got the menu here. I'm going to go over the menu in a little while. Of course, we've got the beverage menu as well. We'll be going over that in a little while. Got my man Jed by my side. What could go wrong, right? We got prizes. We got everything you need. So I suggest, and this is just my suggestion. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to listen to me if you don't want to. But my suggestion is, if you're at work, leave. There's no reason for it. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. Well, you might not have a job if you listen to me, but it's cool. Just leave your job. Come hang out with us and have a good time. That's as simple as that. I have my bag. I already have my shorts that I'm about to change into. I uh, had a, uh, a sweatshirt on a little while ago. I've already breaking out of that. It's going down. It's an exciting time to have an exciting time here at Sahara Las Vegas inside a Zillow Ultra Pool, a Zillow Las Vegas. Come on by and check it out and, uh, and have a good time with us all afternoon. The show's over at 5. The radio show, that is. It doesn't mean that the party's over at 5, so just prepare yourself to hang out with us the rest of the evening. And when we go home is when we go home. And you know what? Sahara Las Vegas will tell you that you don't have to go home. There's plenty of options uh, around here and plenty of things that we can do throughout the course of the evening. So definitely come hang out with us. So excited to be here for the next few hours. Got a lot to get to on today's show. A lot of good guests that we have coming up on the show. But really, man, just the opportunity to be out here and knowing that throughout the course of uh, the, the summer, we're going to be here multiple times preparing you for the weekend is so exciting. And I'll tell you, I woke up this morning and I heard rain on my roof. I'm like, wait a minute. Not today of any days. And I had heard, you know, I pay attention to the news. I check out the news every morning. I do this faithfully, except for the morning that the TV doesn't work because for some reason the cable company hasn't allowed my uh, local channels to come through. That has happened this time, sometime this week, but that was once. So anyway, I check out the news and I saw that, you know, oh, chances of rain, chances of showers early. Okay, cool. Man, when I woke up, I was like, this ain't no chance of showers. This is a downpour, man. This is damn near a monsoon going on right now, right? So I'm thinking this is all bad. Right, knowing that we're going to be out here hanging out at this awesome pool area. And if you follow me on Twitter, at your boy Q254, just check it out. Just go to my Twitter real quick. Check out the video I put out. It says Unnecessary Roughness with Radio Nation Radio 920 on this back screen behind us. It's beautiful. Ari's working on tweeting that out right now. It's, 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 it's really insane, man. Just to know what they're able to do, the capabilities that they have is unbelievable. You want to dip into the spa. They have the little spa here, little hot tub. They've got the cabanas here. They've got the couches. We actually have a nice little couch. It almost looks like, like if you ever watch late night television, the talk shows, and you got to go sit on the couch. It almost looks like we have one of those couches up here on stage. So if you come on by and you want to hang out with your boy and listen to the show a little bit, Come sit down on, on the couch and hang out. And like I said, we have plenty of uh, prizes to give out. Jed has plenty of T-shirts with him. We have Raider Nation Radio 920 cups and koozies and a whole lot more. We have some tickets. We got everything you need. And, and we're here, and we're going to be here at least, and I say at least, and I want to make sure you know that with capital <laughs> capital letters, at least until 
5 o'clock. Cannot be more excited to kick off this Father's Day weekend than like this. But let's go ahead and jump into who we have coming up on the show today at 2.30. Braxton Howard from Pro Football Focus. He put out a piece about slot corners, and he really, truly is pretty convinced that Tyler Hall, remember 37? Remember, hey, who's 37? Hey, who's 37? Yeah, that was Tyler Hall. He believes that Tyler Hall has a real opportunity to get that slot corner position from the silver and black and really kind of force Nate Hobbs out to the outside. Not not one of those, is it going to be Nate on the inside or Nate on the outside? More like Tyler Hall is going to be so stinking good from what he saw from him in 2022. Small sample size, but what he saw from him in 2022 makes him believe that he should be the guy that's really going to be pushing Nate Hobbs to be on the outside. So if the Raiders do go in, in head and, set, and sign Marcus Peters, like many reports say they are, and Tyler Hall does get that slot corner, is it Nate Hobbs outside across from him? Is it a big-time competition? I mean, it's something to think about, something that I'm looking forward to as far as this uh, upcoming season and this training camp goes. Just want to see how that all shakes out. So we'll talk to Braxton Howard from Pro Football Focus coming up at 2.30 about that piece he put out about the top ten slot corners in the league, and he had Tyler Hall ranked at number three. So that's coming up at 2.30. Then at 3 o'clock, our good friend Nick Shook from NFL Network and NFL.com. He'll join us to talk all things just NFL. That's what he does. He's a really good uh, NFL mind, really sharp with what he does. And so he'll join us at 3 o'clock. And he put out a, a piece on NFL.com talking about make or break seasons, make or break candidates, players at a crosswords entering 2023's NFL season. Of course, running back Josh Jacobs was part of that. So we'll, we'll definitely dip into that conversation with Nick coming up at 3 o'clock. But we'll go all over the NFL. Again, real good friend of the show, Nick Shook, joins us at 3 o'clock. Then, 3.30, Andre Snellings, the professor, Dr. Riz from ESPN. He'll join us to talk all things NBA. And we found out, it's funny, we had Bobby Marks on uh, ESPN's NBA Insider. We had him on the show yesterday, and I asked him about the John Morant suspension and when should we expect it, next week? Next week following the draft, should we see expect it on Friday? And he said, well, I think it's going to end up being a Friday news dump around 5 o'clock. Well, that suspension, the information about that suspension came out a little bit earlier then 5 o'clock, we found out that uh, John Moran is going to be suspended for 25 games. And there's other stipulations that go into it before he can get reinstated. So we'll talk to Andre about that. We'll talk to him about Michael Jordan selling the Hornets. He bought the Hornets for about $230 million, and I believe he's going to be selling it for, I don't know, about $3 billion. So that's a nice little return on investment right there for MJ. Probably the best thing he's done when he's owned the, the Charlotte Hornets. But we'll talk to him about that and every other storyline. That's going on in the NBA as well. So Andre Snelling's Professor Professor Riz is going to join us at 3.30. And then we'll do a little bit deeper dive into John Morant at 4 o'clock to Michael Cole, Grizzlies beat reporter at Memphis News. Uh, and then Locked On Grizzly host as well will join us to really deep dive into all things Grizzlies, all things John Morant. What does this 25-game suspension mean for, for the team? Right? I mean, because, look, that's their superstar that they're missing for at least 25 games. You know, he's lost a lot of money, too. If you think about it, man, he missed out on about $40 million last year by not being uh, all, all NBA teams. So now he's going to miss out with all the suspension money uh, about, I don't know, about $50 million. And that's a tough pill to swallow, <laughs> right? It's a tough pill to swallow when I lose $50. When I lose $50, I get upset. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, man. That $50 went way too quick, right? I thought I was going to sit here and play this game for a little while, and all of a sudden I look up and that $50 is gone. So I get upset when I lose $50. I could never imagine not getting $50 million that I was expecting. So uh, we'll talk to, to Michael Cole, Grizzlies beat reporter for the Memphis News and also host of Locked On Grizz. We'll talk to him at 4 o'clock, all things Memphis Grizzlies and what this suspension means for the overall effect of the team. 
Plus, throughout the course of the show, Jason Simmons, he had a media session uh, on Tuesday earlier at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. He's a secondary coach, and since we're going to be talking to Braxton Howard about the slot corner, I think right after we, we uh, talk to Braxton, we'll hear from Jason Simmons just so you can hear about the secondary and about the, the, you know, the, the thoughts on some of the guys that could be competing for different spots, including the slot corner, the outside corner, and how they take a next step. So Jason Simmons, you'll hear from him at some point in the show, and then also Coach Carmen Brasillo, offensive line coach, and uh, obviously they're going into their second year together. So uh, you'll hear from him at some point in the show as well. He was there on Tuesday at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. So as you can tell, we are locked and loaded, have a lot to get to on the show. Braxton Howard from Pro Football Focus, he joins us at 2.30. Nick Shook at 3 o'clock. Andre Snellens, 3.30 to Michael Cole at 4. So with that being said, as we're here at the Sahara Las Vegas, we're inside the Azila Ultra Pool. Let's go ahead and jump into not the pool, but the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. So we got plenty to get to, and I got a couple different subjects that I wanted to throw out there to you, and it is Father's Day weekend, so I definitely want to make sure I show that love. So off top, the first question that I have is, how has your father shaped or contributed to your Raiders fandom or love for sports in general? And I have, I could tell you stories on top of stories on top of stories. I could spend three hours just telling you stories of me and my dad and sports in general and the Raiders. And one story that I like to tell just about each and every year is growing up in the Bay, they had the stupid uh, blackout rule, right? They had the, the rule where if the game wasn't sold out locally, it would be blacked out on the local television, which was the dumbest thing ever, first of all. But they had it. And so for the longest, the Raider games would not be shown locally. I either had to be at the game, either had to find, and at that point there was no bootleg in the game. At least I didn't know about how to bootleg the game. Go to some kind of sports bar. My dad used to get into the car. We'd get in the car on Sunday morning, and we would literally drive from the Bay Area to, like, Sacramento. We'd drive as far as it took to get out of the local area just so I could watch the game. Like, think about that. You know, because I, I think right now, like, if, if any of my kids were like, hey, hey, Dad, can we go get in the car and go do this? And I'd be like, are you serious? You ain't wasting all that gas to drive up there so you can see a game. But, I mean, obviously it's different now, right? It's different when we have so many different options. There's different ways of watching games. There's, you know, all kind of stuff. But I just think, like, would I have done that? Probably not. But literally he would jump in the car and we'd just go. And we'd drive as far as we had to drive so we got out of the local area so we could see the game. And then get back in the car and drive on back. Or sometimes after church we'd go. He had a, he had a boat. He had a boat that he had, used to have out in the uh, Antioch Marina. We'd go out there and he'd just turn on the radio. And listen to, and I wasn't a fisherman. Let me, let's, he loved fishing. I cannot stand it. It's the most boring event ever, and I do, I'm just not that guy, right? I got to keep moving. I got to keep doing things. I got to entertain myself. But the entertainment for me was to listen to the radio and listen to the game. So he'd be out there fishing and probably not catching anything, and I would be up there talking trash but listening to the game at the same time. So that's always a, a, a one of the big memories that uh, stands out to me. And then when it comes to just sports in general, I remember – when I, started, when I started baseball, the first year I ever played baseball, I'd never played Little League ever. But I always was playing baseball in front of the house. I was always at my buddy's house. We were playing fast pitch against the garage. Not at my house because Mama Q wasn't going for that. We weren't, throwing, we weren't throwing that baseball or that ball against my mom's garage. There ain't no chance that that was happening. But my buddies, it was okay. So we would do that, and I was really good at hitting the ball. So I was like, man, I need to play baseball. I need to get into baseball. This is where it's at. Man, I went out there for tryouts. And they threw me 20 pitches, Ari. They literally threw me 20 pitches, and I swung and missed it every single one. I looked like you out there because I've seen your athletic skills. Ah, 
I knew uh, look, I've there. seen you throw a ball. All right, all right. You haven't <laughs> seen me hit a ball, but it's probably worse. Well, if if it's anything like you throw a ball, <laughs> look, I man. know. But I'll tell you, I look pretty rough, man. I missed every single pitch that they threw at me. And then it's worse on the 20th pitch. Right before he threw it, the guy was like, all right, after this one, after this swing, run. I was like, why well, I got to run? He's like, we just want to see you run the bases. And I was like, I'm fast. You know, like I'm almost offended, right? I was like, I'm fast. I can run really fast. But obviously, I have a problem hitting this thing. So I was upset. I was so mad that I couldn't hit that damn thing. So finally, after that last pitch, I swung and missed, of course, and I ran the bases, and I was angry, man. I was hotter than fish grease. I was so mad, and uh, it just it was what it was. Man, my dad got me in the car, and we went over to the batting cage, and we did not leave the batting cage that day until I hit that ball and hit that ball consistently. And I couldn't tell you how much money he spent. I think it was a lot, <laughs> right, because it took me a while before I finally figured it out. And then – you know, I started hitting the ball, and I started liking it, and I, that frown turned upside down, and I was okay. And then he started getting me lessons. He started getting me hitting lessons. Like, he knew that I, I really enjoyed it, but I got to get better. So almost every Sunday we'd go to the batting cage. When he'd come pick me up, he, we'd go to the batting cage, and, uh, you know, I just, I, I just I, I became really good at, at hitting the ball. And it was all because, you know, my dad got me those lessons. And because he knew so, I was such a big Ricky Henderson fan, he actually – took me and got me lessons from the place where Ricky Henderson used to go and have batting cage or batting practice in, uh, in Pittsburgh, Cali. So uh, I thought that I was a little bit more special because <laughs> I was living my best, best Ricky life. But those are just a couple memories that I have when it comes to my pops and, and, uh, and sports and how it makes me and, you know, how it kind of shaped me, helped shape me. Of course, my mom did a hell of a job as well when it comes to sports and shaping me. It's just my, my whole life has been basically around sports. But my dad would come down, you know, he was down here not too long ago, right around Easter, and, man, we just went to the sports book, sat there, and just looked at all the TVs and watched all the sports, and that was literally entertaining, right? So that's, like I said, it always came back to sports when it came to me and my pops. So uh, share a story. Share, uh, you know, how has your, your father shaped or contributed to your Raiders fandom or your love for sports in general just like I did? And uh, maybe you've done that as well. How have you contributed to your kids' fandom as far as the Raiders or sports go. We'd love to hear from you at 69187, keyword R&R, and, of course, the listener line, 702-365-9200. Then, specifically, when it comes to the Raiders, what are your three biggest questions you have specifically about the defense? I want to focus in on the defense when it comes to the questions that you may have. Three biggest questions you have specifically about the Raiders' defense. Again, 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, text line is 69187, keyword R&R. When it comes to the questions about the Raiders' defense, my first question is I want to know how much of an impact rookie Tyree Wilson is going to have year one. That's my first question. I want to know if his foot's going to be good to go at the beginning of training camp, and if it is, boom, is he ready for the beginning of the season? I'm sure he will be the more training camp he gets, but what kind of impact will he have? Will he be a guy that slowly works his way into it? Remember, Khalil Mack only had four sacks his rookie year, but then Max Crosby had ten sacks his rookie year. So is he going to be somewhere in the middle? Is he going to be somewhere closer to Khalil? Is he going to be somewhere closer to Max? What's Tyree Wilson going to do in his first year? What kind of impact does he make on the silver and black year one? That's my first question when it comes to the defense. Second question, who's going to be the starters in the secondary? Especially if they, they, they bring in Marcus Peters. Now, Marcus Peters isn't on the team right now, so I don't want to make him part of the equation. But just knowing in the back of your head that that's a, that's a real possibility that they'll bring him in. Who's going to be the starting corners? You know, Tyler Hall, we're going to talk about him with Braxton Howard coming up at 2.30. That could, be, that could be a guy that's in the slot. Maybe Nate Hobbs is on the outside. Then who else is on the outside? Right? Is it Duke Shelley? Is it Brandon Faison? Is it someone else that they brought in? Right? I mean, is, is Ja'Korian Bennett fixed, fit in, uh, in this equation? 
Who's going to be the – oh, and speaking of Ja'Cory and Bennett, by the way, he did sign his rookie deal today. So every one of the Raiders rookies is now under contract. Everyone is good to go for training camp when it gets started in about six weeks from now. So no worries there. Of course, Michael Mayer, the tight end, he, uh, he signed his deal. He signed his deal uh, earlier this week, and then and now uh, uh, Ja'Cory Bennett signed his today. So everyone is signed, sealed, and delivered. But what does he, you know, does he fit into this equation with the starters? That's my second question is who's going to be the starters as far as the secondary goes? And then the third question, and I'm sure everyone could guess what the third question is going to be when it comes to the Raiders' defense because I've been talking about it, feels like, all year long. Are they going to be able to generate more turnovers? Are they going to be able to generate more turnovers than they did a year ago and then more than they did the year before that and more than they did before the year? Like, can they really actually have an emphasis on turnovers and make that happen, make that a major factor into what the defense does? Because, again, I'll, I'll, I'll go to my grave and tell you, for them to take a step forward, they've got to find a way to get their hands on the ball. Interceptions, fumbles, fumble recoveries, whatever the case is, they've got to find a way to get that done in 2023 or whenever they decide that the defense is going to be good for the defense to be good. It's not only stopping guys on third down, stopping teams on third down and getting off the field. It's not only forcing field goals as opposed to touchdowns. It's also getting the ball back to your offense. There's another layer to that defense. And that has got to be something that the Raiders do. And they have not done that for a very long time where they consistently have created turnovers. So those are the three questions I have as far as the Raiders defense goes. How much of an impact will Tyree Wilson have year one? Who's going to be the starting corners, the two outside guys in the slot? And are they going to be able to generate more turnovers than they have in the past few years? Those are my three. What about you? 69187, keyword R&R. What's up, Doc? My man Patty just rolled in the building. 69187, keyword R&R. So don't be Text line. Also the listener line, 702-365-9200. And, of course, we do want to hear your thoughts on Pops as well as it is father's day weekend and want to make sure we show that love to pops got a text here from the 530 when the raider games were blacked out i'd grab a pipe wrench climb up the ladder to the roof and turn our antenna north to chico because uh to chico broadcast of the game which was outside the blackout area it didn't matter rain wind this teenager would gladly head to the roof i like that shout out to the 530 man shout out to the 530 that's a hell of a text right there i like that and yeah man that was the most frustrating most frustrating. Vice Raider, what's up, dog? Vice Raider's in the building. Yeah, man, that was so frustrating when the game would be blacked out locally. I'm like, man, I live about 15 minutes away from the Coliseum. Why can't I see the game? Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. I don't know what he brought me, but he brought me a gift. He came bearing gifts. Look out. I'm about to get freaky in a minute. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. So, yeah, we're, we're hanging here, man. We're having a good time. Uh, folks already rolling in a little bit early, but uh, this is good. So, yeah, that, that frustration from the blackouts, man, it used to drive me nuts. So, yeah, let us know, Raider Nation. I want to hear from you. Again, 69187, keyword R&R, 702-365-9200. And, uh, Ari, you got anything there back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio? Man, I don't want to shut you out of the show, man. You're the homeboy. You've been rolling with me. So, uh, you got anything? Um, I'm good. I mean, we <laughs> – no, well, my, that was listen. A, here's boy, what I got. That was awesome. Here's what I got. My okay. dad. My dad is an immigrant. Uh, he was not really familiar with American football, so that didn't happen. He's a great dad, so I'll, I'll give him that props. But was I there just, any? Was it? Was he into any other sports? Soccer is okay. The cool. Thing. What's and, up? And whatever. Did, I played as a young man, and I, I really didn't do well. As you know, I'm not that great. You know, yeah, sports man, stuff. You sure aren't very good when it comes to. <laughs> 
I mean, physically sports play a sports. radio is more more my uh, thing. So well, you're, talking, you're like a you're a real deal noise. producer. Like I say, you're a producer, and people think that he just you know you just produced this show. But I mean, like you really did spend a lot of time like producing music and stuff. Like yeah. you've all, done some things. All that came from my mom, for the record. Oh, all the all the artistic part. But well, yeah. look, I'm trying, man. I'm trying well, to find. I'm trying to get some listen, love for pops, and, and, and you're just like. Well. And pops taught me all about business, and you know all that good okay. stuff. So it was just I'm just being really. It wasn't big big on the you know the football scene and. I don't even think he really understands fully what, what's going on right now with Las Vegas and, and the Raiders and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't even really convey. Did he have any? Did he have any? Uh, was there any favorite soccer team he had or anything? Or? He's, he's from Israel, so it's that's that's where it's at. All right, there you go. Hey they're, man, that, uh, hey, shout out to pops, man. Shout out to pops who's catching strays from his son, but he ain't catching strays from me. <laughs> 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 I got his back. You don't have his back, but I got yes, his back. Yes, I do. He's. I said he's a great dad. That's that's. More important than Just anything. Just ain't worth a damn when it comes he, to sports. <laughs> yeah, there's bigger things to some. Maybe not That's anyone true. listening here. You're, but yeah, no, you're you right. Know. No, you're absolutely right. I'm he, just did, giving, he did good. He's, I'm just giving you a bad time. That's uh, what I do. But I'd love to hear from you, Raider Nation. Thank you so much, Ari. I appreciate you. Love to hear from you, Raider Nation, at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187, keyword R&R, throwing out a few different uh, you know, subjects out there. And, of course, you can always come with something else as you want, you know. But just in the spirit of Father's Day being on Sunday, you know, how has Pop shaped or contributed to your Raiders fandom or, or your love for sports in general? And then have you done the same thing back to your kids? And I'll, I'll tell you this, I did. I made sure that was the first thing that I did. I made sure that, look, I, I, I let them know that if you're not a Raider fan, you you ain't no kid of mine, <laughs> right? I didn't I didn't give options. Like a lot of people are like, well, I tell my son they can, they can be a fan of whatever they want. No, why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like, you know, I mean, this is when they're young. That's when they're still, they're, you know, they'll still listen to you, <laughs> right? So if you if you train them when they're they're little, then they won't run away, you know. But if you if you just kind of let them make their own decision, then then you're in trouble. Then whatever cool person there is at that time is who they'll uh, he'll they'll rock with. It's funny, funny quick story about my my oldest son that was born, Kimani. When he was born, it was September nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. It was a Sunday. The Raiders were on the road playing the Minnesota Vikings. And I remember his mom was going to get induced because she was struggling to have the baby. And then they're like, all right, well, we're going to, you know, it's going to happen on Sunday. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, slow your roll. The Raiders play the Vikings on Sunday. Hold on, man. So I was a little, I was a little upset, but of course I had to be there. So I was there and I was sitting in the waiting room and I was, I knew that any minute, especially because his mom is like part pit bull or something, right? Like she's not the nicest person in the world. So I just knew she was going to ruin the day for me. She was going to, you know, he was going to pop out and I was going to miss the whole game and everything. And. Remember, I was a little bit younger at the time, too, so priorities might not have been as strong as they are now. So, anyway, I'm sitting in the waiting room, and I'm watching the game. It just kicked off. It was a 10 a.m. kickoff. That's how I knew that they were on the road. It was a 10 a.m. kickoff. I'm watching this game. We're in Tracy, California. I'm watching this game. I'm watching the game. And every once in a while, the doctor would come out and be like, oh, well, it's not ready to, to come yet. And I was like, that's cool. Cool. No worries. Like, it's in the third quarter now. So, anyway, long story short. By the time the game ends, the Raiders won that one. That was the game where Randy Moss pushed off on Charles Woodson, and Charles Woodson got called for the P.I., and I was very angry and very vocal about it in the waiting room. I was like, that's the worst call i ever seen. I was one of those, right? I was one of those that yelled at the TV. So I was like, that's the worst call i ever seen. And Randy Moss, obviously a Hall of Famer, was really good at the art of the push-off. So I was already angry about that. But then finally the game ended. The Raiders won that game, and then they're like, all right, well, I think it's time for him to uh, arrive now. And I was like, perfect. Perfect timing. Awesome. So I knew then that he was on my side, that he was going to be a Raider for life because he waited. He waited until the Raider game was over. He was looking out for me. Like, he didn't know he was looking out for me, but he was looking out. He's like, no, no. How much time is left? Okay, still some time in the game? Okay. No, not going not gonna to come out yet. No, no, no. Dad's going to be angry. So, boom. As soon as the game was over, 
all of a sudden, there he goes. He popped out, and uh, it was a wrap then. So, yeah, that's that's just how it is. And, you know, I got memories of taking my kids to the, the Oakland Coliseum, and I remember the Eagles game, and I don't remember what year it is, but it was Michael Vick was playing for the Eagles at that point too. And uh, both little Qs were, were obviously little at that time. They were actually – Genuinely, I could call him Little Q, and they were actually still Little Q. But uh, we were there, and we were sitting next to Kirk Morrison's dad uh, up on the third deck. That's where his seats were. And uh, we were watching the game, and, and the Raiders ended up beating the Eagles. So everyone is leaving out of the Coliseum, and we're crossing the bridge, and everyone's chanting, Eagles suck, Eagles suck, Eagles suck. And Little Q, who was the littlest of the Little Q, looked at me and was like, Dad, can I? And I looked around. I was like, yeah, man, go for it. So all of a sudden, he, got, he, he thought he was cussing. He was like, Eagles suck. Eagle, and he was so happy. He thought he, man, he thought he told all. So uh, that was that was some good stuff. So that was just one of the many memories I have when uh, it comes to me shaping my kids' life as Raider fans and then also just me as a sports fan and, and, and a Raider fan, what my dad did for me. Let's take one quick call before we get to Braxton Howard from Pro Football Focus. Let's talk to our guy Ryan in Colorado. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I got a – a little bit of a Father's Day story for you. Okay. Uh, first of all, shout out to all the dads. I'm a dad, father of three, Raiders, Raider family. Um, but my father, when I grew up in Florida, in the, I was born in the early 70s. And in the late 70s, my father had a stucco company with none other than Ted Hendricks in Sarasota, Florida. Just a pretty, pretty interesting little detail there about how these guys today, man, Back in the day, they were working, they were working their tails off all year long. So, uh, Ted Hendricks was my dad's fishing buddy and business partner down in Sarasota, and my whole family's a bunch of Chiefs fans. But you know, I'm a Raiders fan, man. Ted, <laughs> Ted That's got me awesome. right. Gave me a, gave me a helmet when I was a little kid. I still have it. My sons wear it. It's pretty awesome. So, happy Father's Day to you, and thanks for all you do, man. Really appreciate you. Hey, thank you, Ryan. Great story, man. Great story. And that's what I'm talking about, man. Let's have some stories, man. I know there's some great stories out there just like Ryan's. And, you know, sometimes you can go against the grain, but there's always a reason to go against the grain. I just wasn't allowing my kids to have that opportunity to go against the grain, right? I was like, man, I got to keep them in tight real quick. I got to make them know that it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's serious. It's that serious. So good stuff, Ryan. I like that. That was a great Great story. 2.26 is the time. Again, we're here at the Sahara Las Vegas inside the Azilo Ultra Pool. We have the screens. We have the pools. We have the cabanas. We have all the couches, the couch up on the stage. We have the screens. It's amazing. Got drinks and food specials as well. All you got to do is come on out and hang out with us. Oh, by the way, it's free, free, free to get in. It's free, free, free to park. It is, if it ain't free, if it ain't me, right? That is my motto. If it ain't free, it ain't me. It is all the way free. So come on out, hang out with us, and uh, we're going to be here for quite a while. I anticipate it. The, the, the weather is beautiful. It's a good time to have a good time. Braxton Howard from Pro Football Focus. He joins us next. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live at the Azela Ultra Pool. And we are here at the Azela Ultra Pool inside the Sahara Las Vegas. Free, free, free. Free to get in, free to park. That's what's most important. Of course, drinks and food specials going on as well. Got all kind of cabanas, got couches, got the pool. 
and the weather is beautiful. All we need is you. Raider Nation is already rolling in, so come on out and hang out with us. Joining us now on the phone lines from Pro Football Focus is Braxton Howard. And, Braxton, thanks so much for your time. Definitely appreciate you, my man. And I was reading your article that you put out on Pro Football Focus, ranking the NFL's top ten slot corners in passing rating allowed. And, of course, you talk about Jalen Ramsey, Kobe Durant, but you also – Talk about Tyler Hall from the Silver and Black. And I know he only had a small sample size what he did in 2022, joining the team in Week 11 and getting some action in Week 11. But what did you see from Tyler Hall that really stood out that put, put him so high on your list of top 10? Yeah, well, I appreciate you for having me on. Um, you know, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, right? Like our highest-graded corners last, last year with no um, snap counts involved. Sauce Gardner was number one with an 87.9. Tyler Hall was actually number two with an 86.9. Number three, Patrick Sertan, 86.8. And number four, Jalen Ramsey, 86.4. So that's elite company, but yeah. obviously the caveat there is Hall had uh, 218 snaps, and the other three were all over 1,000. But, no, I think, I think he played great um, in, in those limited snaps, you know. His 43 yards allowed was actually the lowest among any corners with uh, 200 or more snaps last season. And I think he showed promise uh, with, you know, new defense coordinator Patrick Graham. And he played a little bit on the outside, but mostly in the slot. And uh, I, I think he did really good. And, you know, he's also his run defense grade was uh, 77.4. So he played good in that department as well, although I didn't mention it that in the article. So, I think he has a good chance, you know, to find a role here in this next uh, next season for the Raiders. You know, I know he was an undrafted free agent back in 2020. Do you have any idea why it kind of took so long for him to, to find a little bit of a spot and find a little bit of a niche? It's, it's you know, that's, that's tough to say. He really didn't play at all before, you know, prior to 2020. I know he had a stop in Atlanta where he maybe played a handful of snaps, so he just didn't really find his footing, but um, I think Patrick Graham, you know, got him in a good role where he could kind of showcase his talent, and he did. And I think, you know, going to talk about Nate Hobbs as well. Yeah. Nate Hobbs uh, with Gus Bradley and his system, he was only out wide on 26 snaps. And then, obviously, Patrick Graham comes in. He played 500 snaps on the outside last year, so... I think Patrick Graham wants Nate Hobbs on the outside, if I had to assume, just based on that. And obviously he's the best corner on the Raiders at this point. But uh, I think, you know, just sometimes it's hard for those guys to find a role, but you can eventually land in the right spot and um, showcase your talent. That's what Tyler Hall did. Braxton Howard from Pro Football Focus is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. So I'm glad you brought up Nate Hobbs. I wanted to talk about him as well. What do you think his better spot is? You mentioned he, Gus Bradley had him in the slot, played really well as a rookie. Last year he was banged up, but he played on the outside. Where do you see him as the better fit? Well, you know, that's, that's the ultimate question, right? It, Gus Bradley had him in the slot, played 748 snaps in the slot, so he was full-time slot. Um, he was actually a top-10 highest-graded corner as a rookie. Um, so the numbers would tell you in the slot, but I do think – when you look last year, you know, he started out uh, playing on the outside, and actually three of his highest-graded games last season came in those first four weeks. And then week five against Kansas City, he uh, got injured. Mm -hmm. So I think 
you know, that could um, definitely have an impact because whenever he came back from the injury as well, he just never really returned to that full form. Um, but, you, I mean, you saw it in the first four weeks that he could definitely play on the outside. And I think, you know, sometimes that might be easy, an easier transition, maybe stick a corner in the slot, uh, but eventually transition them to the outside. So I think it makes sense to, you know, keep trying them on the outside and just see how it goes, especially with, you know, the emergence of Tyler Hall. With Tyler Hall, and he was a guy that was so funny. I mean, so many people kept saying all the time, like, who's 37? Oh, man, 37's around that ball. Man, there's that 37 guy again. I mean, he just kept popping up. What is it about? Is it his physicality as well that makes him such a, a really good player? Because, again, he just kept popping up even when no one really expected what they were going to get from him. Yeah, he did. And, you know, like I said, I mentioned his run defense grade was a 77.4. His tackle grade was a 75.5. And, you know, that you need that because when you're in the slot, you're, you're close to the box. You're playing these underneath coverages. And I think he I think he did really well with his eyes and, you know, keeping his eyes up on the quarterback and knowing his assignment. And, yeah, I think his physicality um, was, was great. And I think uh, he's just going to continue to grow. Again, Braxton Howard is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on a set of roughness talking about the secondary. So I know that Hobbs could play on the outside. I know uh, Hall can also. They're kind of interchangeable. They can do both. Do you think it may be a competition in training camp for, okay, who's going to be in the slot and the other guy ends up kicking on the outside? I think it could be, um, depending on, you know, how Coach Graham views them both. Uh, I know that actually Duke Shelley also had yeah. – uh, his career high PFF grade last last season as well. So there's some young good talent on the Raiders in the secondary, which I know that they've been you know looking for desperately. And I think obviously Tyler Hall, you know Nate Hobbs has his spot solidified. I would I would assume like he's going to be starting mm-hmm. in these base packages. He's going to be out there. So I think it's it's really interesting to see if he will move. Um, Nate Hobbs more back to a slot role or if he'll kind of give him the benefit of the doubt playing with that injury and everything last year uh, that kind of you know maybe took him off that because I do feel like Tyler Hall probably at his size will have to play in the slot but I think Nate Hobbs did show those flashes that you know he can play on the outside I'll tell you what I guess I would assume Hobbs stays on the outside yeah, man, if, if Hall can end up manning that, that slot and Hobbs can thrive on the outside, what a steal, right? I mean, Hobbs was a fifth-round pick, and then Hall was a, a guy that they picked up. I mean, just was never a, a high draft pick. He was an undrafted free agent. That could be a really good steal if you're looking at the Raiders' secondary. Again, we're talking with Braxton Howard for Pro Football Focus. I also wanted to ask you, you wrote a piece about slot receivers. We're talking a lot of slot today on the show. Uh, slot receivers, and you talked about Jacoby Myers being one of the better ones. Well, everyone at Raider Nation knows that Hunter Renfro does a really good job in the slot as well. So what do you expect from Jacoby Myers? How do, how do you see him fitting in with this Raiders offense this year? He, yeah, he does. I mean, it, it'll be interesting, you know, to see uh, if Jacoby Myers ends up going more on the outside with Hunter Renfro in the slot. But Jacoby Myers has really been a very consistent player. And I think, you know, when you look at who he had around him in New England, going to be a whole lot easier playing next to a guy like Devontae Adams, you know. So I think Jacoby Myers and obviously the connection with Josh McDaniels, I could really see him getting on the field and maybe even taking snaps away from Hunter Renfro at some point. But, I mean, I would assume that you try and get all three of those guys on the field as much as possible 
because I do think Jacoby Myers can probably play on the outside as well. What is it about Jacoby Myers? We, we talked to him the other day. There was a little Raider roundtable, and we talked to him, and we asked him about him and, and how he gets open, and he said, I just get open. What is it about Jacoby Myers? Like, how does he just get open? Why is he so good at just finding a way to, to open up and be available for the quarterback? He does. I mean, that's, you know, that's really what he does. That's how he wins. He wins with his route running, and I think he understands zones, and he's, he's just a very complete receiver. And he, he knows his role. He knows how to get open. And, I mean, I'm sure that's a testament to his coaching in New England um, and, and learning, you know, from Josh McDaniels as well. So I think I think he just he just knows how, and he's only going to learn more, you know. Like I said, with Devontae Adams, so I think that that could be, you know, very very uh, profitable for the Raiders. Braxton Howard, Pro Football Focus, is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Necessary roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you. As far as the Raiders' offense goes, assuming Jimmy G is healthy, and that's always a big assumption, but assuming he's healthy and looking at kind of the personnel that they have, how how good do you think this offense could be? I mean, I, I don't see how, uh, you know, it, it could be bad as long as he is healthy. Right. Right, because, you know, you have Josh McDaniels, a great play caller, and obviously you have a guy like Devontae Adams who can just make life so much easier for a quarterback. And, you know, that's not even mentioning Josh Jacobs in the year he had last year. So I, I think I think it's looking up, you know, like you said, the, the health concern with, with Jimmy Garoppolo is the, is the one thing that – you know, can uh, kind of obviously derail your season. But as long as he stays healthy, I don't see why this couldn't be a very successful offense because Jimmy Garoppolo, when he's healthy, he he plays well. He has, you know, some inconsistencies, but I think everyone was, you know, a little bit worried. How is he going to look without Kyle Shanahan? But with a guy like Josh McDaniels, I think he will look just fine as long as he is healthy. Yeah, it's always going to be about health when it comes to one Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Braxton, fantastic stuff, man. I do appreciate you. I was checking out your article again on Pro Football Focus. What are you going to be working on that we should be on the lookout for? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep uh, writing some articles. i got a few looking at uh, receivers. I'm going to be looking at how they perform against man coverage, how they perform against zone coverage here in the future. That will be uh, my next couple articles and. I haven't really checked yet, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Devontae Adams probably somewhere in the mix uh, in either of those, if I had to guess. So Yeah, I think that that's a pretty good assumption right there. I think I'll go and, and, and I'll ride that bet with you. So uh, good stuff there. Braxton Howard, Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Braxton. Hey, thanks so much, my man. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, like I said, thanks for joining us. All right, I appreciate you. You all enjoy your weekend, and uh, congratulations on the uh, Golden Knights getting the Stanley Cup as well. There it is. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. There he goes, Braxton Howard. Fantastic stuff from Pro Football Focus. You can check him out at PFF underscore Braxton. And, again, his piece, ranking the NFL's top ten slot corners and passer rating allowed. And, you know, I asked the question earlier about the secondary, right? I asked the question about who's going to be the starters in the secondary. If Tyler Hall, and that's a big if, right, it was a small sample size, but if he's able to play at the level that he played in the small in the in the few games that he played in 2022 if he's able to make that go throughout the course of the season obviously he's going to give up more i mean check this out his passer rating allowed was 58.7 slot cover snaps was only 122 so if you if you maximize that over the course of a season obviously it's going to be a lot more snaps and his passer rating is going to go up but if you, if he could be that guy in this slot and really be solid and then Nate can 
go into form and be who he was the first few weeks of the 2022 season, you might have something in the, in the secondary. We question the secondary and, and, and wonder what it's going to look like, but if you can have two guys right there that you know are going to be solid, and I'm assuming that either you have Marcus Peters on the other side or a, you know somebody else that you brought in. You know, you got Duke Shelley. There's, there's, there's Brandon Faison they brought in. They signed him as a free agent. Ja'Korian Bennett is a rookie. I mean, I feel like your secondary could be pretty good, and, and Hall being an undrafted free agent, that's that's – it's pretty good. Uh, again, he, he says Hall performed phenomenally against San Francisco in Week 17. He was targeted twice, broke up both passes. That led him to a career-high 90.4 coverage grade, which is elite. On the season, Hall only allowed under 50 yards in coverage while breaking up four passes and not giving up a single touchdown. The Raiders may have found their new slot corner as Nate Hobbs transitions to the outside again. That's from Braxton Howard on Pro Football Focus. So uh, chime in. Let us know what you think, Raider Nation. I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword r How has pop shaped or contributed to your Raiders fandom or your love for sports in general? Have you done that for your kids as well? And then what are your three biggest questions you have specifically about the Raiders' defense? I want to focus in on the defense on this Friday. Again, Sahara Las Vegas is our spot, Azilo Ultra Pool. Got the whole uh, crew here. My man Jason has made his way. He's got a cold beverage. He already told me. My Friday is starting officially right now, so he's off and running on the weekend. Vice Raiders here on the weekend. He brought a nice gift that we'll have to, at some point in the show, tell you about. I've told the story, so we'll all tie together, but it's, it's fantastic. Phenomenal stuff. So we'll get to that in, in the show as well, but we do encourage you to come on by, hang out with us. Free parking, free to get in. All you got to do is just bring you. Bring some shorts, too. All right, I don't, I don't want no excuses, right? Bring your shorts. We're going to get in the water. They got the pool. They got the hot tub. They got everything you need. Again, all we need is you. It's 2.45, and this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live at the Azela Ultra Pool. We are here at the Azela Ultra Pool inside the Sahara Las Vegas. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, if, you want, if there's one word I can give you to describe it, it's awesome. You got the hot tub, got the pool. Got the lounge chairs, got the couch, got the cabanas, got the bar, food. We're sitting here on the stage, a massive stage. It's awesome. Got a big screen behind us with Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio, 920 behind it. I look over to my left, and I'm looking at all these massive screens. Anything I want to watch, sports-related, I can watch. It is on these screens. I'm good. I'm covered. I could be here all the time. And the reason I could be here all the time is because it's free. It's free to get in. It's free to park. All you got to do is come on by B21 and you're good. We'll be sampling some food a little bit later. They're going to bring us some food here. They've got plenty of great things on the menu. I think I've already picked. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for nachos. I say it all the time. And there's some really good nachos on here. Steak or chicken nachos. They've got poke nachos. Barbecue chicken flatbread. I actually had that before. It's really good. If you're a salad person, how about a watermelon salad? Caesar salad. Tuna rice bowl. Chicken tenders, they got chicken tenders, turkey clubs. We had that when we were here for Vegas Jess's birthday. We got the turkey uh, the turkey club, and it was awesome. It was a big old tray, and, and it filled all of us up, and then we even took some home. It was great. There's so many things to choose from. You can just go ahead and check it out. Of course, they have your drinks as well, frozen drinks, beer, wine, energy drinks, water, soft drinks, whatever you need. They've got you covered here at Azela Ultra, so come on by Ultra Pool. Come on by and hang out with us. We're going to be here until at least 5 o'clock. That's when the show gets wrapped up. Who knows what time we're actually going to be here till? but we're, we're kicking it. We're having a good time. Threw some uh, questions out there, some topics, as I like to do on the daily. 
in the spirit of Father's Day, how did your pops kind of shape you into a Raider fan or a sports fan in general? Like, I got stories on top of stories on top of stories about my dad. I could fill the whole three hours about what my dad did for my, uh, my fandom of, of sports and our, all our little stories and our adventures that we shared together. But I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. Raider Chavez in the 916 at Sacramento, California, said, I'm a Raider fan because of my pops. When it was football season, Raiders were on the TV, and if blacked out, we knew how to move the antenna and get the feed from Chico. I love it. Everyone's going to Chico. <laughs> That's great. It was fuzzy, but we saw the game. My daughters at 10 and 13 love the Raiders. I didn't give them, I didn't give them a choice when they were born. It was silver and black. Oh, he said I didn't give them pink when they were born. It was silver and black. Raider Chavez in the 916. Well done. Well done. And that's the kind of father I'm talking about, right? Don't give him no options. You give a kid options, he's going to mess it up. They're going to mess it up, right? They might, take, they might make the other option. You know, and sometimes, have you ever tried to, like, be nice and, and say, well, like, sometimes the wife will do this to me. I'll, I'll be like, hey, where do you want to go eat? And she's like, I don't know. You make the decision. I'll be like, no, it's cool. I want to go wherever you want to go. And then she'll make the decision. I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, why did I let her make that decision? I should have I should have gone with the gut. She told me to do it. Should have just picked it. Jim from Yonkers said, happy Father's Day to you and enjoy the whole weekend. My father was a high school basketball coach, athletic director at Bronx Catholic School for 40 years and was president of the New York Catholic High School Football League. He umpired and ran an overnight CYO. Sports camp in the summer for 20 years. He's still with us at 82. We watched games and went uh, with him to scout. One of the best games was Kenny Smith versus Mark Jackson in high school. Let me pause right there. That must have been a fantastic game. Kenny Smith versus Mark Jackson in high school? I can only imagine how good that would have been. Then he goes on to say, I've coached kids since I was 16 because of what I learned from him and his friends. He always called me into the TV room to say, Jimmy, they switched to the Raider game. Two minutes left and they're driving. As for the Raiders, can all positions on D understand Graham's philosophy? We have to get off the field on third down. Worst phrase, I cannot stand on third down. Automatic first down. Thank you again. And going for a thank you again and going for a steak. All right, good. Go for a steak. Get a bone and ribeye. God bless. That's from Jim and Yonkers. Definitely appreciate that. Good stuff. And I love the story of your dad. And it's funny when you said, uh, when you said, Jimmy, they switched the Raider game. Two minutes left. When you said that, it reminded me of my grandfather. Whenever Dwight Gooden would be pitching, I'd be at his house. Anytime Dwight Gooden would be on, I mean, look, grandfather had a house in Oakland, California. He was a Bay Area dude, right? Had his business in Oakland, California. But when the Mets were on and Dwight Gooden was pitching, he always says, son, come in here. You need to watch this. Because at the time, there wasn't a lot of uh, black court, uh, quarterbacks, black uh, pitchers that were pitching. And not a dominant one like Dwight Gooden. Now, we all know the stories of Dwight Gooden and how he fell off. But, man, I used to sit there and watch him. And the way he pitched, it was amazing. I had a poster of Dwight Gooden on my wall. I wasn't a Mets fan, but I sure did have a, picture, uh, a poster of Dwight Gooden on my wall. He was, he was awesome. So, you know, we can shout out grandfathers, too. It's Father's Day weekend, right? Without our grandfathers. Where would we be? So there you go. There's a good one as well. Uh, one more quick one from El Paso Raider. Yo, Q, that story of your son yelling Eagles suck. Took my son to WWE a couple months ago. They started chanting little little something. Looked, uh, little man looked at me and asked me if he can. I said, yeah, only six years old. Huge Mad, Mad Max fan. My daughter was born on Monday Night Football, Raiders vs. Donkeys. 2011 where uh, Janikowski kicked that 67-yard field goal. Awesome memories. Again, that's El Paso Raider. Good stuff, good stuff, and more good stuff. Keep it coming, 69187, keyword R&R, 702-365-9200, 255 is the time. Nick Shook from the NFL Network, NFL.com will join us next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.